1: those two unapologetically
0: biased orange blooded homers sean and joe it's the most bulls**t thing i've seen in 30 years
2: welcome orange men and ladies happy wednesday this is the Cuse militia with sean and joe at q's militia on the socials go there join the militia thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us we appreciate all of you Syracuse finishes their three-game homestead with a 91-78 win over Clemson. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback in the orange. Head to Cameron Indoor to take on the Dukies, uh, what, this Saturday at 12. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Duke currently number six, and um, we'll let you know what we think about that. So anyway, there is no news to get to currently. So uh, right off the top here, why don't we just head into the montage? All right? Let's take a listen what Coach had to say after last night's win.
0: Well, you know, I'm I'm proud of this team, the way they fought five, six games ago. Everybody said we'd get out-rebounded every game the whole year, and instead we've out-rebounded everybody we've played since then, and tonight by a lot. But these guys have battled on the boards. They've hung in there. Jesse got off to a slow start. He was just, wasn't, he was kind of stuck out there. In the second half, he had like 12, point. I don't know, 12, 10, uh, four blocks, 11 rebounds, something like that. Just was active. Uh, Joe got it going. Joe is an offensive point guard. He's got to do what he did tonight. You know, he's got to be a scorer. I thought Jimmy had a good second half. He struggled the first half. I thought the second half he got into it and got to the basket better. They went small, and we were able to take advantage of it inside with Jimmy and with, uh, with, uh, with um, Jesse in there. And Buddy was able to get to the foul line better than he has been. And uh, that guy's a good defensive player, and he got into the foul line area. Uh, Clemson moves the ball. They're a good team. We, we did a much better job defending than we have. Well, for one thing, in this every game's different. You'd have to look at each game. This game, they played all small guys because they wanted to attack our zone that way. So that helps us, obviously. It gives us an advantage size-wise. Um, but some games, we just gritted it out and done a really good job rebounding. And, uh, you know, we're big. We're not small. But we're not quick to the ball sometimes. And we have to get everybody getting back there and helping us. But Jesse... When he rebounds like that, Jimmy had a, a really good rebounding game. Cole, Buddy came back. He got five. I mean, that's as good as we're going to rebound, without a doubt. But we're still making mistakes that I don't think we should make. But you know, we're going to have to. We're going to have to just keep trying to get a little better every game we play. Barham, I wanted to try him a little bit. He made a nice move. He's still. He's getting better in practice. I want to try to see if he can get there. Um, you know, Frank is—he's got to be able to jump. He's a, one of the best jumpers on the team. But a five-foot-ten guy drives in and shoots a layup over him. He can't let that happen. He's just he's just got to be better than that. And uh, he tries every day. He works at it. But he's—he's he's got to get better. I thought Samir was good in the first half. I thought he did some really good things. But, um, you know, we rely on our starters. There's a few teams like us, quite a few teams like us in the country. Uh, you know, we rely on those guys, and it's good to get Samir in there and give us something, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. You know, Joe was really good in the first half, and Buddy was good. They were both scoring, but we can't win games just scoring points. You know, we, we can't. We have to get stops, and we were just given too many easy too many, too much easy. Too many easy, st- 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 too many easy things inside. It was mostly more inside, especially the first half. Um, and then we, you know, they made a couple shots. They're going to make. I mean, they, they've got good shooters. This is a good shooting team. So, you know, they're going to make some shots. Uh, but we covered a little bit better, and uh, you know, that's we've got to get, We've still got to be better there.
2: Joe and Buddy combined for almost 50 points tonight. um, When they're both shots at the same time, um, how dangerous of
0: a team does that make you? Well, I mean, we need both of them. Cole struggles still. I thought Jimmy and Jesse gave us a good lift. Um, I'd like to find a way to get Cole going. Um, He tries to dribble. He can't dribble. He just loses the ball when he does that. And, you know, we got him a couple shots, but it's hard. Somebody said we should get him more shots. We're trying everything we can to get him more shots. Defenses are playing him tough, and he's not able to put the ball on the floor. And that when I, you can't put the ball on the floor. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much you can do. They're not coming off him because they're forcing Buddy or Joe to go ahead and make a play. And tonight both those guys did. And we're going to be successful when that happens. But... Um, we're trying to get cold shots, but we're not, we have not been able to do it. And, uh, he needs help to get shots.
2: All right. So let's start at the beginning with this thing, Joe, and, uh, I'll search for some fan comments here as we go along, um, and see if we can match some of that stuff up. Uh, so as soon as I find it, um, proud of the guys coach was proud proud of the fight out rebounding opponents every every game for the past i don't know it's been a minute but a couple of times they squeaked them out but this time uh difference of uh, 13 on the boards i mean is huge the energy was there last night the effort was there last night i don't know it's like day to day joe with first of all a couple things. Who's going to be the one to come out and and just catch fire, right? And right. then how where where's the effort going to come from? Where's the passion going to come from? And how's the defense going to be, right? And last night, I mean, you could make a case that the defense was good. You can make a case that the both defenses were not great at all. So uh, with that said, uh, I mean, I think there's a lot more on defense to to fix than offense scoring ninety one points last night, but uh, a really good team effort last night you like, um, did you like, which I mean, quad three game right now, I'm at the point where we got to win the ones that we're supposed to, I'm, I'm starting there. So I'm happy with it. Joe, what do you think?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, obviously we need to start somewhere with win. It doesn't really matter who it is. I know that we've only said, okay, well, Pittsburgh, we beat Florida state early, which that's becoming better and better of a win, obviously after last night,
0: Yep,
1: but I mean, as far as last night goes, I mean, Clemson, they beat they beat Virginia, I think, at Virginia.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness.
0: He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? more confident, capable surgeons, and even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. By
1: 17, albeit Virginia came back, but not by 17. So this team, to so what Coach was saying, what we talked about, there's they're a good shooting team and uh you know you take away pj hall and how good he is he he impressed me yesterday to know that he's a sophomore we're gonna have to deal with that guy again most likely um 19 points 11 rebounds and i heard he wouldn't even 100 percent just seemed like he almost made everything 9 and 13 um but their guy like dawes only went two of seven from the three-point line and uh nick honor two of five uh, chase hunter three of seven so you know, we talked about how they were going to have to shoot the, the, you know, the three ball well. And, you know, we talked about how they didn't really shoot that many the, the previous game. Um, but they shot 27 this game. So there were some times where they uh, kind of got lulled into shooting threes or forced into shooting threes because of, you know, shot clock type stuff. But um, whether it was them or whether it was our defense, uh, they didn't shoot. They didn't shoot like uh like I thought they were going to, well, and, or like, or like they can, right? They so. came
2: in shooting thirty eight percent from from three point land, and they only hit what twenty nine.
1: Yeah, so well, well yeah, about 29 and a half, so, 30.
2: Right, and, and you go right, yeah, thirty. Let's call it thirty. So, you know, with that said, the, these teams, and that was my thing. That was why I picked Syracuse to lose this game, was because I was worried about them going off from three. And, and it's just so funny because that's exactly why I picked them to beat Florida State. The exact opposite, I should say, because of how they're just not great. And they just lit it up. So it's like any given team, any given day, and it's just so Syracuse. That's how Syracuse it is. It's that Syracuse. Because mm-hmm. it is just, you, 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 you can't even guess. You can't even pretend to guess. Because... It's just so unpredictable and wild. It just makes no damn sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean,
1: yeah, yesterday I thought a lot of it was. Um,
2: they it was went us sm- being
1: a li- We were being aggressive. We were, we were playing aggressive. I mean, yeah, we were, were being like a lot I said, more aggressive.
2: Yeah, they were way more aggressive than normal, I thought. You could yeah, tell.
1: They're way more aggressive on offense. Though. They shot better, you know, but we've beaten, we've won, like to Coach's point, we've beaten every team this year in the ACC of the rebound battle. You know, we thought that was going to be an issue. We've kind kind of cleaned that up. Um, We've won rebounds and the turnovers has been close and we've still lost. Uh, I think the the main thing yesterday was, I think that we were a lot more aggressive. We didn't just settle for jump shots. And you saw that with, you know, the foul discrepancy being 21 to 13. And, um, you know, they went eight of 11 from the free throw line. We went 20 to 26. Yeah, so we scored 12 extra points off of the free throw line, and because of the fouls and stuff like that. So I'm sure, you know, if 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 Clemson were having a podcast somewhere, they'd probably be complaining about the refs, just like we did with the disparity um, of the fouls, you know, in everybody. one of our more recent games, right? <laughs> yeah. So So um, that that to me was kind of the thing. Uh, it just seemed like even if they did get close, you know, we either made a buddy made a shot or. You know, we'd be aggressive and we would get to the free throw line. You know, and then we would get some stops. So, um, Joe was re- Joe was great
2: too. Seven. For, Joe was really good. Four for five from three and seven from for ten from the line. You brought up rebounds. Uh, the last time I checked, going into the Florida State game for total rebounds, Syracuse was tied for ninety fifth. After the Clemson game, they're tied for sixty ninth in the country. When we first started tracking this year, when this rose its ugly head in and, and still non-conference play, um, they were a hundred and something. And I wish, I wish I had that still written down, but I do not. But it was a hundred and something. Um, the the rebound margin going into the Florida State game, Syracuse was ranked two hundred and fifty second in the country, and after Clemson, they've climbed all the way up to two hundred seventeenth. So. Mm. making up some ground there. I mean, it's still not great, right? The rebound margin, by the way, is zero. Uh, So, uh, but they're climbing their way out of a hole and, and they're, you know, they're getting better. And like you said, they were just, they were more aggressive getting to the rebounds and you didn't see a lot, like the 50, 50 balls last night, you know, Joe was on the ground. There was a play where there was Joe and someone else on the ground. I think it was Cole Swider. On the ground, <sighs> grabbing a ball, you know, and that's what you want to see, because that's how you have to do it. They have got, they're going to have to win all of those little battles throughout every game to, uh, to rack up wins with the way the defense is progressing, which is minimal. No. Still, in my opinion. Well,
1: and that's why I say. I mean, I mean, I, I'd like to think that it was a little bit of both. You know, Clemson shot bad, and our defense is getting a little bit better. But again, you know, you know that you're going to have some of these games. You know that every team that comes out isn't going to shoot like Florida State and, and some of these other teams did, and Charlie Moore and Miami and stuff like that.
0: Well, coach this- said
2: Florida State won't shoot like that again this year, just for the record. But we'll, we'll you know.
1: Did they do the same thing last they, night? They did I the mean, same thing. They,
2: they were doing just, that while he was talking, while he was yeah. saying that. So yeah. that's my point. I went
1: back and watched Caleb Mills. He was still making tough shots. So, um, so yeah. I mean, this is a again. There's the foul discrepancy, and there's just the fact that um, we were we were pretty effective. We were more effective on offense. We made the same amount of field goals with five less shots, and we took fifteen more free throws. That added up to a twelve point discrepancy. Uh, so. The efficiency, the rebound, the foul, everything. And When you look at this, uh, I mean, again, back in the day when our defense was better ranked, you know, there's there'd been some team stats and then some lines you could look at uh, from the game, and you could be like, okay, we probably we should have won this game, or, or or we won this game. Uh, this year it's different because of the defense. But when you look at this, when you when you win by. 13 rebounds and there's eight more fouls and 13 or 15 more free throws and you shoot a better percentage on offense. I mean, they're, you're not going to lose that game. So, um, just overall a really good game, much needed game. And, uh, there were some parts of Clemson that, you know, was impressive to me, but then there was other parts that, it's, you know, you could tell that they were lacking a little yeah, bit from some it's, of the strengths. It's
2: Clemson. Of that's Clemson. I feel like that's been Clemson like for years. They're just right there too, all the time. You know what I mean? And it's always a decent battle between Syracuse and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Not a heated rivalry or anything like that, in my opinion. I don't feel that, but no. it's always a pretty decent game. Yeah. And and it's I think it has a lot to do with you know I think it's programs that are.
1: No, I mean Brownell's is a de- he's like he's a defensive minded coach, you know, and I mean he's been there long enough. He's there. I think this is twelfth season, so he's been there for quite some time. Um, and maybe that's just the. Uh, the pros of being a basketball coach at a football school, but uh, nonetheless, he's, he's put guys in in, in the NBA and he's made NCAA tournaments. So,
2: yeah. So um, to, to try to push along here, um, coach mentions, you know, still making stupid mistakes. Yes. Got to clean some of that up. But last night at, at the end of the day, um, you know, 10 turnovers, which is below their average. And, and, and Cole Swider just didn't have a good night with with the five turnovers uh, with the other guys. Um, buddy, Jimmy, and Joe with a combined five. And, and, you know, if Cole cleans some of that up, it's off the charts good. So um, Sidibi getting in there. Uh, seemed yeah. like Coach was trying some things a little bit yesterday again. And, you know, that's why we call him the chemist. He's still playing around. We mentioned it last episode how – Uh, It seemed like he's trying to, you know, seems like the guys, he's at the stage with these guys where he can feel a little bit more comfortable doing this. Cy, with a, you know, another 14 healthy minutes, I felt like he did a good job. He had that little bit of spark, man. He's a good facilitator. You get the three, I like the three guard lineup going on that they got. And I think, I think it's, it's energetic and it's fun. I feel like Feel like it works. I mean, maybe it's not going to work with everybody, but I feel like it definitely, it definitely works at least for a little while. Uh, it was good to see Sadipe get out there. You heard the crowd go a little nuts. Uh, however many people were there for Sadipe coming on, and and the and the broadcasters are so oblivious. They're like, "And you hear the crowd cheering as Jim Beheim's finally using his bench," and it's like, "No, you idiots! It's because Sadipe's on the floor, and uh, you know, obviously with his struggles." Uh, a fan favorite, you know, type thing. So uh, good to see him out there. Coach said he's still struggling a little bit. But, um, you know, as long as we're seeing him out there every once in a while, that's good. He scored. He had a little jump hook there uh, for, for his two points. And, and um, it was good to see him out there. So uh, are you looking up the fans or the crowd size?
1: Uh,
2: oh, I, thought I you were looking easily
1: that look at you. He 15,210.
2: It did not look like that at all. They looked no. they looked appropriately socially distanced to not have to wear masks. Put it that way. <laughs> it did not look uh, whatever that arbitrary number is now, uh, however many arbitrary feet that might be. But they did not look like 15,000 there. No way. No way. Mm-mm. No way. I'm not buying that. Under no, sell. you never
1: know because that stuff is it's spread out, dude. I mean, you got
2: the uh, yeah. I don't know. And look don't see, and look, I'm not even. I'm not. even a knock either because it was nine o'clock, guys. I watched that game from bed, and crap weather. Crap weather. Nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, it's just not. That's not good. That's not a ticket seller at all. So it's a recipe for for an, a a blank. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, as coach mentions, um, Frank working hard, still not getting there. He's got to make more progress. Good to see Benny get out there. I feel like you know, uh, giving him a, whatever two minutes he had was better than nothing. Uh, five minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, came out with a block though. Strong block. Good to see. This so very strong. Yes, and we've seen that before, and we know we mm-hmm. can. We know he can do that, and he's got ups, boy. He said Frank is the best jumper on the team. I find that hard to believe with what I've seen out of Benny. So, That's your um, statement. um can't win game scoring points he says, uh, giving up too many easy buckets that goes back to what we were talking about the mis- stupid mistakes and some of the defensive things, I think, you know, but I do think that last night definitely looked better. To Joe's point, could be a combination of both, but I really wanted to skip ahead, Joe, to Cole Swider. Still struggling, still waiting for this dude. Uh, you know he did break out last game. Okay, he had a great game, but as he said in his own press conference, you know he can have as good a game as he wants, but if if it if it doesn't end in a win, then it it wasn't enough and it doesn't mean much at all. But he can do it, and um, he needs to be. He just needs to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, coach says he's having trouble putting the ball on the, on the floor, and obviously with the five turnovers. It's apparent just in his own head, maybe last night. But I mean as far as the development of Cole goes, I'm just still confused about it. So I don't know I don't know what he needs to do other than be more just be a little bit more aggressive. Find find your line and tow it the entire game. Yeah, well,
1: that's not always easy. I know. So. Well it's
2: not easy when Um, you know, and he's getting guarded pretty good and it's not easy and he's not in a great spot, but, uh, you know, I think he's got the right attitude and I think he knows what he needs to do and it's just a development thing. But he's the thing that's confusing to me is that he's a, um, you know, he's a seasoned guy he's not like a noob out there. You know what I mean?
1: No. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And honestly, like, I mean, Heather was even giving me a problem last night because it was one of those things where um it's a situation where i just am all i'm all over cole when i'm watching because you know i just i kind of have high expectations you know and yeah
2: i'm right there with you yeah
1: and it's just one of those things where you know he started off i think really really good but then when you turn around and you look at the whole everything as a whole like you have a situation where he got a rebound and let pj hall just take it from him and and then just go and dunk right i mean he had a um, tried to dribble and got the ball ripped from him very, very easily. That ended up going down and leading to a dunk. And then you're talking about end of the game where he's fallen on the floor to save a ball and literally throws the ball back court violation back to his. You know, like it's just one of these things where again, um, if it's a situation where it's unfortunate because, um, because he just hasn't been in a position to where maybe he just. Doesn't get enough time. He hasn't gotten enough time in Villanova. I, I don't really know one way or another, but I just know that I have bigger expectations for him. And, and realistically, too, like if someone's playing like that, five turnovers, really, like that—that's, I guess, where my beef is, is more than anything, is, is that if you have some some players that are playing kind of average, or you know, they're playing their their B or C ball, and you know, they might be able to to play themselves out of it, then that's one thing. But like just like the other game, right, where Joe Girard had um
2: eleven points in the first half and then are you talking no, but had, about Florida but State? he had
1: five turnovers. Yeah he did. He had an awful game Terrible. and it was a situation where you need to just understand that your your player's not playing well and when it comes down to it, um you might need to take somebody out like Samir, somebody who's gonna bring the energy. Uh same thing with Cole. I mean I know he had seven rebounds and all that kind of stuff. But If you're playing that bad, then you need to just get somebody else in there. You know, I mean, again, I think it's an offense for defense thing. And I think that Cole's gotten better with the defense as far as rotating and being better positioned for rebounding. But uh, he doesn't move like I mean, did have a a good chase down block yesterday too when he had a bad. He did, but. but he
2: also didn't. Yeah, he also turned the ball over. So once again, he goes and corrects his own mistake.
1: Right. And he did have five turnovers. I mean, he has as many turnovers as he did. Points as a power forward. And to me, like if that's going to be an issue, that's going to be a problem. And on top of that, you're not being aggressive enough because you can't put the ball on the floor and then you're not moving without the ball when other people are trying to make plays, then. Um, if you have someone on on the bench that could give you a better option in defense, whether it's John Bull, whether it's Benny Williams, I don't know. Whether it's going small and going three guards, uh, I kind of like the lineup they threw out there for a little while yesterday with uh, Samir and Buddy. I think Cole was actually part of it, but then also Frank and Benny. You know, you can change Cole out with Joe or a Buddy, and and bring a Joe in or something like that. Um, you know, you can play with some of these. With some of these rotations and everything, but I guess my biggest thing is, is when someone's playing that bad, then I feel like you got to, you got to do something just a little bit different. And even if it's lighting a fire, even if it's taking them out and lighting a fire, I just don't like this whole players don't feel like there's a leash. And I I don't think that helps kind of motivate the players. I think uh, if you're not playing good, just like he does with Jesse Edwards, take them out early, get somebody else in there motivate him to be able to go in and use his minutes and if you're not going to use them accordingly there's plenty of players on the, on the bench that are willing to do that um, and that's just really where I'm at with it you know I just I'm not cool with just continually keeping the same guy in there thinking that something's gonna change. Sometimes people just have a bad game and he's you're just, waiting for him to break out of this. He's slump waiting for the, the for
2: the, the light to click and, and and turn on. And I mean exactly. he's not he, he's like if you look at it as a whole, I mean he's he's averaging seven rebounds a game and about thirteen points a game, which isn't terrible. But when you get in the, when you get into like these slumps, like to get him pulled and get him to the bench and give him the scowl and the talking to and, you know, get some other guys in there to to see what they can do. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, and I just, I'm just, you know, I'm waiting. I'm more so waiting for it to click with them though. And I just feel like, man, we are like time is a ticking.
1: Some games yeah, it does it, though. Yeah. I thought he yeah. played great against Florida state. He played so awesome against like Florida Joe, state. It goes back and forth, but I think but it, have, it's
2: a moot point though, when they don't win, right? You, it's almost like.
1: It's, well, a, it's, and it's not only that, but it's also, you're losing out on an opportunity where like, I don't care what you say one way or another. Like the other day Samir he knew that Joe was playing bad. He came in and he knew, okay, well he's playing bad. Now I got a chance to actually like bring some energy, play well, and then I have a chance maybe I can pick up some minutes. It gives you it gives those players that type of hope. And Samir went and took it and you know what? He might be getting 15 minutes a game from here on out because of how he played last game because Joe opened up that, you know, kind of I th- I think, opportunity for I, him, right? I
2: think Samir's getting good enough. Now to where, you know, I'm seeing pr- progress like every game with him, and that's the thing, right? Well, he's not a even confidence
1: g- thing, but it's also it's also knowing that you're going to have minutes, knowing you have a role on. it. And team.
2: Cole has the minutes, right? So right, he's, not, he he's playing from a different position. So my point is, is that I'm see, we're seeing this progress with Samir and how good he's doing, and I'm more and more impressed with him all the time. And I just think he's a he's I mean he's he's going to be great. I think he's going to be great this year. He's going to be. He's going to be someone that's going to get that consistent 15, between 15 and 20 minutes by the end. And I think it's going to make a difference. Cole is in a different position. He's already got the minutes. So he's got to be worried about losing them. Right now he doesn't have anybody breathing down his neck to really take him away.
1: No. And that's the thing though, is, is that instead of giving players pity minutes, give them some type of, you know, minutes in the, in the meat and potatoes of the game where they see somebody struggling. It's like, okay, this is my chance. Cole's not doing good. If I go in and I play really well, I'm gonna be able to get 10, 12 minutes out of this thing, right? And I don't think that Benny ever really gets that leash, you know. And John Bull, I and mean, he came in a couple games games ago for a couple minutes and, and Sadievi. And sometimes it's just matchup stuff. Sometimes it's how they feel. Sometimes it's what Jim's played or seen in practice. But I guess my point is, is that if you're gonna have a situation where Cole's gonna play like that, then there's really no offense in your defense. Benny can come in and if he played as many minutes as Cole, he could have gave that rebounding output. He could have gave a better defensive output. And all you're really losing is the offense, the chance that Cole might go off right for eight or nine threes, right? Yeah, so one,
2: like twenty percent. I mean, we're talking like one every five games. you know he's he's a breakout game. That's not a knock. I'm just saying right that
1: if he's messing things up, he's not scoring and no, he's turning knockout. over the ball. Then bring in somebody that's fresh, that wants to be out there playing defense and everything. And you know what? He's not trying to do anything extra on offense. He's not going to have all those turnovers because he's not trying to dribble and he's not trying to do all that. You know, That's a perfect time to put Cole on the bench, coach him up, let him feel a little bit of pressure as far as allowing other people to go in there and take his minutes and then try to figure it out. Take a deep breath. Take a drink of water, and try to figure out what what's going on in that game, so that maybe you can go in and you can and you can figure that out. You know, um, and I mean, you see it from time to time, but it's just it's it's just not a consistent thing. And just like their games, though, because if Cole's playing good, then of course you're not going to take him out, right?
2: Right. All right. It's time to hear from you.
0: To hear from you, the loud mouths from the Loud House.
2: You guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game. Go there, leave your thoughts. I'll read them. I'll pick some. We'll talk about them here. And uh, not bad accumulation for late night extravaganza. I got to be honest, Drew. I was tired. I was so tired that, uh, I mean, I may or may not have dozed a tiny bit. Uh, no, just, I'm not
1: going to judge you, bud.
2: Just a little bit. Can't speak but for uh, everybody else. I, 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 had, I, I adjusted. I sat up. Okay. sat up. I got I got with it. Uh, at no uh, no Blanchard44, uh, need to start running more plays that get Jesse the ball down low. Seems like right now all of our design plays are getting shoot, shooters open instead of getting the ball to the big man down low. Overall, a good confidence booster for the guys. Worst crowd I think I've seen, though. Mm-hmm. I agree I, I totally agree with Noah here. A real quick shout out to Noah. for every for every two nasty grams I get, uh, I get probably one complimentary dm. or email and, and and noah was was that guy recently. So shout out to Noah for being a listener and uh, reaching out. I appreciate you, buddy. so um yes. Jesse's the key to this thing, man. Let's be honest. I mean, this guy, we talk about his development from last year to this year. What about the his development from this year, like... F- Five weeks ago, or not even to right now, because he is doing an awesome. I mean, I know he fouled out last night, but I mean, what did he? What I mean, what did he get though? What was like three fouls in like some ridiculous thirty-five seconds? Yeah, something ridiculous. So it was. He so
1: had, he had two fouls of the minute and thirty something to go.
2: Yeah. So I mean, look. I, I'm not even gonna get mad at that. I'm not even going to count that, okay. keep
1: your streak going right? yeah
2: yeah, well, the streak was broke last last I game, know. but still, uh, start a new one, you know if, if if it's gonna end like that, then it ends like that, so be it. but um with the game in hand, it wasn't a big deal, but obviously he's got to watch out for that, but man uh what what did what was his stat line Fif, fifteen um 11, one assist. In four blocks. That's excellent, man. He was all over the place. He was a freaking absolute menace. Between Joe, Buddy, and Jesse, 63 of the 91 points scored, two-thirds, just about. So, I mean, yes. And getting the ball inside to him, he's so good down there, and he's gotten so much better. And I I agree. I want to see more of that. I know it can be taken away, but I think you start strong with that and and make that a problem. That's only going to open up all the other stuff, all the kick-out stuff or anything, you know. Um, and and, th- and give him props, too, for the picks he sets because he does a good job at that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I
1: like the way they do that. And another yeah. thing...
2: I- oh. Oh. Hold on, folks. What? Another thing, what? You've, you're froze? You're frozen. I'm frozen. All right, there. Now you're good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. So, I mean,
2: it looked <laughs> yeah, he like was, this right, team... Guys?
1: this team like way less than any other team. I mean, did you notice that they weren't double and buddy like most teams? I think a lot of that has to do with Jesse Jesse. and
2: yeah.
1: And I think that you're absolutely right. I think you need to take advantage of that. Um, because you know, there's teams that are going to think that we're just going to want to come out and shoot with players like Joe and buddy, you know, almost going for 50, but, uh, I think you need to start there because, I mean, realistically, if you look at the history, if you don't start there and then Jesse gets early fouls, then he's taken out of the game. So he can take himself, his offense out of the game by bad fouls. So just in case, I mean, that's exactly where I would start. I would start inside. Um, you know, not maybe every single time, still do what you're doing with, you know, off-ball picks and trying to get um, mismatches and stuff like that. But you get your mismatches and then – uh and then you figure it out, uh, but you got to you got to make Jesse an offensive weapon early because I think, like to your point, it opens up everything. It stops the stops the double teaming for the most part if it works, and it, like you said, it's going to open up the kickouts for the threes and everything like that. So, and, and I mean yeah. that's
2: that's Syracuse's game. What he adds is just a whole other dynamic. I mean, we haven't even had that guy for like three years, right? You know what I mean? And so it's just something that we're we've been missing. It's been a missing peace for for quite a while now and to have it back i mean you got to use it use it up so mm-hmm. uh at su Vidala on twitter nine and nine with 13 games to go need to win the games that they should win and get a few quality wins for 16 to 18 wins joe <laughs> that's a tall order man that's a tall order with the rest of the slate that's duke twice um that's miami again uh, UNC Virginia Tech still, so.
1: I mean, I don't. I am just not afraid of it, really. I'm, yeah, I Yeah, no, we, we I need, need it. to figure ourselves right. out. I'm not even really worried about the rest of the competition. It's hard for me to even look and say what games you're supposed to. What games are we supposed to win? Because Duke, who's supposed to just run away with the ACC, has got beaten in the last what two weeks by Miami and Florida State. Who
2: Miami might be, might be the best team in the ACC. I mean, mm. they, they are right there, dude. I they think they're better destroy, than what a lot of people think. They destroyed but, UNC on Saturday yeah. afternoon. Destroyed yeah. them. No,
1: it was last night.
2: Was it last night?
1: It was last night at 7, yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Right. Yep. I, I, and, I, that's how long my day was yesterday.
1: Jeez, wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, were you dozing
2: for that one, too? No, I was up for that one.
1: Now they um again you know we we, we battled we oui, we oui. what are you we, French yeah I took French in high school did you um so we were right there with Miami and we <laughs> split with Florida State one one and we were in you know we competed in that second game so and these two teams just beat Duke so I don't really know where the drop-off is, where it ends, where it starts. So when you say the games that we should or shouldn't win, I mean, obviously there's the two Duke games, but after those two games, I mean, point me to a team that's guaranteed going to beat us.
2: I mean, look, here's how I feel, and I think this is fan base feel right now. Syracuse could win. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's say I wouldn't be surprised if they won any of these games. And I wouldn't be surprised if they lost them all.
1: Maybe other than (laughs) Pittsburgh and Boston College.
2: Well, Right, right, okay, fair enough. But I think my point is is that I think that they could win any of these games. I mean, it's why we play. We're going to talk about it in a little bit with Duke, but it's why we play. At Mm -hmm. Cuse Waterboy on Twitter, this guy my daughter is born in Syracuse basketball is undefeated in her lifetime. There's no uh-huh. coincidences in life. Go orange. How about that? That's right. Mm-hmm. I like it. Congrats, Waterboy. Congrats on the baby girl. Hopefully she whips his ass into shape. I'm sure she will. Uh, look, mm-hmm. it's, that's awesome. So, um, Pradya, congratulations for becoming a dad. And that's extremely cool. Undefeated. Undefeated. Let's see if they can keep the streak alive. At Mahirio underscore 10. I mean, yes, Cuse is 9-9, nine and nine, but dude, the ACC is wide open. Just play free and see what, kind of, what freaking happens. Absolutely. Um, right in my head right there. I mean, they, they have nothing to lose, which is my point about Jim doing what he's doing this time in the season. You never see him playing around this time of the season he usually knows what he's got so there's nothing to lose and i think that this is probably with the with the the guys he got this is the best time to do it but nine and nine not great but i like the attitude guys coming from from most of the fan base just kind of looking ahead and not kind of dwelling on the 500 thing and just taking it game by game because i know that's what i do i mean i i don't I try not to dwell on the loss and just look at the next one, see what happens, and then move on quick because yeah. you can get yourself in a depression hole otherwise. Robert, on Facebook, 91 points, great shooting, was good to see Sidibe, uh giving Jesse a break. That could help big later. Jesse, by the end of his time here, could be one of the greats. I mean, what's he got, two years left, right? Two years with an extra year if he wants it. That's right, right? You know, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, boy, oh boy. That's an absolute that's an absolute buy right there for me, Robert. I would totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with the way he's playing right now and um, the amount of attention he's gonna be getting from, from other people, I I think it's a, a a huge deal. So um, all right, what else we got here? Brian on Facebook, if you wanna watch Duke lose, which is always a fun thing to do. Turned to ESPN for that possibility. And wouldn't you know it? Lo and behold, they lost by one in overtime. I thought mm. it was worth mentioning. Uh thank you, Brian. Top fan Dominic on the Facebook. Even with Buddy scoring 25 and Jesse's double-double, I felt like a total it felt like it was a total team win. Samir played great. Benny had a block, and Frank even scored. My favorite part though was seeing Sadibi get some run early. I hope we get to see more of that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the fans love it. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, we're not going to see a ton of minutes from Sadibi, but it's for the, I mean, this year. It's good, mm-hmm. though, to see him out there and know that he. I guess he's just healthy enough to, to get up and, and try it out. So um, a good little shot, though, from him yesterday. I was impressed by it. I thought it was good. So,
1: Yeah. Um, Played good defense. Had a bad foul, made a shot, the only shot he made, two minutes. I mean, who knows? You know, I know Jim's going to have him go out there and check it out because I think that he knows that if Barama can stay healthy and get in shape, then that gives him probably a better option as far as a backup center coming off the bench than, than Frank.
2: Yeah, I would say. And if you know, you think about obviously if with Jesse's history of. Fouls. Uh, fouls. You, you look at a couple fouls early, and it's a whole lot easier. And you have a little bit more confidence maybe putting CDB in, a healthy CDB, in that can handle 10 minutes. I mean, that's
1: all we're asking
2: for, you know? I think
1: right now we're in, like, test period. Yeah, you we know, like totally test are. Test mode. Exactly. He's, in, he's in doing practice. Okay, his knee's held up. Now we got a game. What do we, you know?
2: I mean, this has Give been going up. on, guys, for a year and a half now. Right?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, overall, in total, longer than that. When you look at his four or five years, he's been here. But you he's remember, been ringer with those damn knees.
2: You remember though, the AC. The, his last real full game was the ACC win against UNC right before, befe- right before COVID hit and shut down the ACC tournament. Yep. Yeah, that feels like forever ago. It's almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's freaking crazy. Yep. It's crazy, and he came back. Um, for what one game last year or something? I, I, I can't remember exactly when oh. he got injured, but I felt like it was the first game of the season, and he was only played for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's, that's why exactly what happened. <laughs> I guess that's why it's good to see him out there. Yeah. Uh, top fan, <clears throat> our good buddy Joe P on Facebook. I didn't even read this one. I just picked it because it's Joe P. So, uh, first, (laughs) first fun second half in a while. Would love if they played like this consistently. Where was the crowd tonight though? Looked like an early season cupcake Christmas break crowd. Yeah, it's not good. I'm telling you. You say there's fifteen thousand there. I I will put money that that is not fifteen thousand. But uh, you know how they do. They're not going to say eight. Because I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And uh, look, not a whole lot of noise out of them. It did look a little weak. Even the broadcasters commented on it. I think they said something along the lines of, well, you know, we're in Syracuse and not a great crowd for uh, considering we're at the Dome, but, you know, a a working-class town. You know, okay, (laughs) whatever.
1: Well, we'll be able to see the difference when we go back and we look at the the numbers because we can look at the average numbers. Usually, you also Us in Kentucky are usually the, uh, you know, top yes. for, for attendance. And right. it's going to be funny to see what those numbers look like comparable, you know, because I don't know. I don't know. I just want to see how bad, you know, how different Kentucky is versus us, because like you said, I mean, this is going to be, I mean, minus last year, <laughs> it's going to be the worst year of attendance.
2: Right. When, besides zero. Yeah. It's going to be. Besides the-, the year <laughs> that no one was allowed in. Yeah. Yeah. Besides that. Uh, one more. Uh, Tim on Facebook, uh, Mr. Positivity, don't usually bring Tim on here because he's just so positive. I wouldn't want to overwhelm you guys with it, uh, was only Clemson. Okay. Well, what if they lost? He he's, he's never, he just never got nothing nice to say. So it doesn't matter. If they lost, he'd be up in arms about that too. Um, so Whatever. Have at it. Um, okay, I appreciate all of you guys for the participation. I know it was late, but I do, yes. really do appreciate it. Um, so, what was it? This Saturday at noon, Syracuse is going to be heading over to uh, uh, Cameron Indoor to play Duke. The all-time series between Duke and Syracuse sits at 11-6 and six in favor of Duke. They are also on a four-game win streak currently. We have to go all the way back to January 14th. Uh, 2019 for the Orange's last win. Syracuse came into that game at Cameron Indoor as a 17-point underdog. It would be the first time Duke would lose at home to an unranked team while they were ranked first in the nation. Never happened since. Didn't happen until then. That's something to hang your hat on. I love that win. It was great. I think we all remember Elijah Hughes with the 75-foot shot right before the halftime buzzer. And Tyus Battle and Zion Williamson battling out Tyus with 32 points and Zion with 35. The Blue Devils with a 71-85 to 85 win the last time out, and that was at Cameron Indoor as well. Gerard Bayheim, Dolzai, Gary and Griffin, your starting five and buddy with 21 points. Syracuse coach Jim Bayheim is 5-10 all-time versus Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski in head-to-head games according to orangehoops.org. And this will obviously be the last time Syracuse heads into indoor as uh, Cameron Indoor as um, Shashovsky at the helm. There, Duke is currently fourteen and three, four and two in the ACC. Losses to Ohio State, Miami, and we mentioned the overtime loss last night to Florida to Florida State. Ken Palm has Duke ranked eleventh currently. Uh, with an adjusted offense uh, ranked ninth and an adjusted defense ranked 22nd. He's predicted an 86-73 loss for Syracuse this time out. Duke is currently 12th in the net. Obviously, this is a quad one game for the Orange on the road. So, I bring up the 2019 game because it's just, you know, none of us thought we would have pulled that off against number one Duke. So... There's always a shot. hmm And that's why we play the game. That's why they play the game when we watch. And there's always a shot. So being a 17-point underdog, and I think Ken Palm has them as a 13-point underdog. So, I mean, you're looking at roughly the same type of situation. We've seen Duke get get rattled. I mean, of course, that was at Florida State, but it was Miami that did come in to... Um, that did come into Cameron Indoor and take that win from from Duke at home. So, Joe, we know about Banchero, okay? Uh, We know about Moore. Uh, Tell us a little bit about them, but also what else can we expect and how do you think, in your opinion, this is going to match up?
1: Well, I mean, it's going to be tough because as much as we all enjoyed watching Duke lose last night after our glorious victory, right?
2: I'm on the same train of thought as you. So.
1: Yeah, and, and <laughs> then I think after, everyone was like, oh, yeah, Duke lost. And then I think if if anybody out there is like me, it probably immediately went to in my head, oh, wait, we play them at Cameron on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I'll take a Duke Great. loss, though, but I'm with you. I understand.
1: Right. So, I mean, that's one thing, um, you know, that you do worry about. Um, uh, and then, uh, obviously the other thing is the fact that, I mean, Duke's really, really good. Um, they're, you know, preseason to, to win the ACC. What are they? Um, 12th in the NCAA, in the net rankings. And I think they're 11th or 10th and yeah, 11th and Ken Palm, um, defense and offense are both very good in the top 25, uh, and they're a very good team. Um, one of the main things that happened, I think, last night that I don't know whether or not Duke's going to be okay with, uh, their um, freshman point guard, Trevor Keels, who's kind of been the, the guy that's kind of leading the way for them. You hear about Paolo Banchero, and you know some of the other guys like Wendell Moore and Mark Williams They came back, Jeremy Roach, um, stuff like yeah, that.
2: Mark Williams is a problem, yep.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Um, but this guy kind of really good defensively natural point guard and he sprained his ankle and he was out uh didn't play the last i think i don't know if it's just 11 minutes or whatever i mean he came back out on the bench but he uh sprained his, his ankle i don't know if he's going to be available for us so you know at the end of the game they kind of went with I mean, still a very formidable lineup but they brought in jeremy roach point guard and then they had um you know, Paulo Benchero, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore Jr. with the Mark Williams, like those guys, they're probably going to dominate the minutes with Joey Baker, who's a little bit of an older player that comes off the bench as well. Um, but these guys are dangerous because uh, you have guys that are that are big and that can make shots from I mean, Paolo Benchero. He's just he's an animal. It's just it just seems like sometimes he makes mistakes because he thinks he's too good. That's kind of my, my thought process with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendell Moore Jr. I think was a guy that came into Duke. Uh, he's a junior now. But I think there, when he came in, like talking to your brother, a lot of people thought he might have been a one and done. So he's been a guy that's that's kind of been a steady, you know, defensive guy holding them together. Um, And then um, Jeremy Roach obviously uh, comes off the bench, but he's a legit point guard, too. I think he's a sophomore. It's the second year um, in the program. So, you know, him coming in for keels really doesn't hurt too bad. It's really just a depth situation there. Um, And then also A.J. Griffin, who is a a 6'6 freshman, Um, he can shoot threes. And he's been coming on lately, too. Uh, and this is also another kind of big deal because that's Alan Griffin, previous Syracuse last year's brother. Mm-hmm. So you have all that and then you throw Mark Williams on top who a lot of people thought was a shoe into, um, to go to the NBA last year, seven foot, 240 uh-huh. pounds. From I remember your, when he
2: decided to come back and I was like, shit
1: yeah, from your neck of the woods, Virginia mm-hmm. beach, Virginia. Yep. Um, But that guy, I mean, he's the big guy. He's a problem, I think, last year. I mean, they killed us when we played him just off that. I think he was baseline just catching oops left and right. So um, I'm really, really worried about this game. Let's just put it that way. And like you said, to your point, uh, anything can happen. But um, this Duke team, they're 14-3. and They lost to a decent Ohio State team back in the, the weekend after Thanksgiving. And since then, they've lost a two-point game to Miami and a one-point game to Florida State. So um, even if it is close, even if it's competitive, it's going to be a barn burner. And it's going to be nails, you know, biting your nails down to the end. I mean, even last night, Florida State, they pretty much had the lead when they played man-to-man. They lost Trevor Keels. They moved to a 2-3 zone. They brought, um, you know, Jeremy Roach in for Keels. And that 2-3 zone actually helped that team come back and go into overtime. They probably should have lost that in regulation. Uh, so that defense helped and overall, um, you know, this team is good at defense. Uh, they're big, they're athletic, they can shoot, they can score ninth overall, um, offense adjusted offense for Ken Palm and 22nd overall for defense. So, um, you know, this has Duke kicking our ass written all over it. And I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry for lack of better words, but I know that they might, me missing Trevor Keels and um, but um, I just I don't have a great great feeling about this one at all. It's just, it sucks too because we're coming off a win, but they're coming off a loss, and they just they're so so talented, and and anything can happen in college basketball. But
2: whew. yeah, it's a bit annoying. It's the athleticism. When it comes down to it, it's just they're just more athletic guys. I mean, they got bench players that are more athletic than our starters, and it's just one of those things where it's you know. That's what we deal with. We've overcome this before. I mean, there has been beautiful moments, Syracuse-Duke moments, where Syracuse—I mm-hmm. mean, the one at home um, where uh, John Gillen beat Duke. The, mm-hmm. the, the the famous call from Matt Park. Probably one of my most favorite calls from Matt Park. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the game that we talked about um, in 2019 with Hughes— um, the 75 footer before Mm -hmm. the buzzer, uh, the, uh, the, uh, um, CJ fair taking the charge from what's his noggin. Oh, taking the charge or getting called? Well, he got called for a block, but let's be honest. Right. He took the charge. So, or no, I'm sorry. He, he was called for a charge, but, um, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Yes. He was yes. Called for the we all know yes. what you're talking about. Jim Baham yeah. threw his coat off.
2: Yes, that was the coat. That was the but I'm trying to think of the player. Why am I drawing a blank with the Duke player? We
1: rise up to play against Duke. Yeah. You know what I mean? We really, really do. And, and them missing Trevor Keels, that is gonna hurt, especially if they get some type of guard foul trouble because I'm looking up and down this lineup and the only guards. People are um,
2: screaming at their at their phones and radios right now. No, I'm uh, sure.
1: I'm sure. But Trevor Keels and Jeremy Roach are the only guys labeled guards that are actually even played in this Duke-Florida State game. Um, mind you, <laughs> Paolo Bancharo is a six 6'10", 250-pound freshman who can dribble, he can shoot, he can assist, he can all that stuff. So, I mean, Florida State last night, he had 20 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists but they do tend to turn the ball over. You know, Florida State, they turn the ball over from a lot. And the one big question is, is what is this team going to look like? Yes, they have Baker and Roach and Mark Williams and, and Wendell Moore from last year's team. But, um, you know, are they going to be able to figure out, you know, is the zone going to mess them up, right? But again, they
2: Rod, Rodney, pra- Hood, Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood, Rodney Hood, yeah.
1: They, they, uh, they play the zone, they practice the zone. It's just overall to me. It's going to be a tough one, especially um, at Cameron.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I think we know what we're dealing with. Let's go to the Sean and Joe. Always, always accurate picks of the game. Joe chose the winner, so he gets the negative he gets the negative five points, but he way under he way underestimated the points in this game, and that's 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 joe's fault and mm-hmm. with that said, i'm gonna take it, and we are knotted up at three, three, and one for the season so far of course we are and with that <laughs> and with that said, I'll go first so you can. Take a little bit of a, a little bit of an advantage here with that, if you want. Oh, no, really? Well, I see. Here's the thing. I always, I always pick when you're going first. I always pick to not be influenced. So I always pick before you even do it um, to not be influenced by you. Um, okay. So um, I, I, I think. Look, I'm hoping. My gosh, am I hoping? You know, the past few games haven't been that competitive between Syracuse and Duke. Let me just let me just uh check this out real quick and bear with me here. Um I just the, the beginning of this series when we joined the ACC was always tight um and I just feel like it kind of slipped away from us a little bit. Uh, you know man, a 14 point or uh, yeah, 14 point loss last game, you're looking at um 11 uh you're looking at 12 you're looking at 10 um and then back to the win 2014 so not as bad as i remember it but um except for the last one there but i feel like this is going to be a better game because i feel like syracuse they can they can score and if they get going then that's great the the one thing that Duke always has that they didn't have last year that they've got back that Syracuse really hasn't had huge on their side this year is the crowd and that crowd's the same and we talk about tradition a lot in college sports and Duke has it and it, and it is something to envy and what they've got going on there with the Cameron Crazies the Cameron Crackheads um is special and they are they're a pain in the ass. I mean, let's be completely honest here. So yeah. uh, with that said, I think Joe th- thrives off of that stuff, whether good or bad. But if he doesn't get in his own head, I would look out for Joe. Um, and, you know, we'll see what Jesse can do. But I'm a little worried about Jesse. He's a little bit outmatched, I feel like. Um, uh, you know, we're talking about if you're looking at a heavyweight fight, he's a, he's a little bit under underweight. Um, so... With that said, I I think Duke takes it, but I think it's going to be close. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 86 to 78 Duke. Hmm. Okay. Their defense is pretty good, though. But I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I know, I know. In in, in which case, so he either goes for me. It either goes 86 78 Duke, or it goes 86. 68, Duke. I mean, it's one or the other.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's really the one thing. I think that their defense rating will fall. I mean, a lot of this goes down to whether or not Trevor Keels plays or not. Um, And if he doesn't, then there's going to have to be a little bit of a different rotation than Duke's usually normal to or used to. Um, And oddly, we do have players on our team that just – you know at duke with those camera crazy like you said joe gerard some of these other guys i mean maybe this crowd and and being there and coming off this win is will will maybe elevate some people's games you never know sometimes that happens um, the place is but,
2: amazing to play at I, mean, I can only imagine it's just
1: it's so weird because certain people certain players they get more nervous when they're home right or mm-hmm. they or or when they're away, you know what I mean? Like it's just everyone's got their own little comfort levels of, and it's just weird how that that mentality works sometimes. But sometimes going to a place like this where it's packed and you're the underdog and it's Duke and you got all these people just on top of you, sometimes like for some reason players feed off that. Stuff. I
2: I feel like, like that I feel like Buddy doesn't usually thrive in that type of environment, but I feel like Joe thrives. He did during
1: the tournament. Yeah, last I mean
2: year. he he did he did, but that was that was neutral though. That was neutral, but I understand what you're saying but that was neutral. I'm talking about jo- Joe I think I feel like he does really good in extremes good yep. or bad negative or positive I feel like Joe thrives buddy buddy thrives with the competition but places things like this buddy I mean look last game um, he had a Syracuse game high at 21 points so who cool. buddy did against Duke yeah at Cameron. Okay. So no. with with that said I feel like Buddy is struggles more than Joe. That's my only point. I feel like Joe thrives and Buddy does struggle a little bit. But Joe, um I don't have the box score in front of me, but he obviously didn't score the team high, Buddy did cuz that's what's down here at orangehoops.org. So. Yeah.
1: All right, well, I mean I was just going to just, you know, give it, <laughs> give it the old college stride here. I'm going to go um let me go Duke 80. And Syracuse, 70.
2: Oh, ten, mm-hmm. another 10-point loss. Okay. All right. Well, you know, look, here's the thing. They can win this game. They could win this game. I think they could win this game and lose the one at home. They've, they done, it, they've done it before. The the, mm. the year Zion Williamson was uh, playing, do it again. Uh, we beat them at home with Zion Williamson, and they beat us at the dome without Zion Williamson, and just yep. makes no sense. <sighs> sometimes <laughs> it's just a game of
1: matchups. Yeah. Different games, so, are different. Every game's different. You can't just look at like we we can't look at Duke, Florida State, and we can't look at Syracuse, Clemson, and really take too much away because every matchup's different. The coaching strategy different. The players involved. You know, all that stuff. So,
2: absolutely. Looks like the COVID, the COVID um, stuff has run its course, though. I feel like with NCAA basketball. So, that's
1: uh, cool. I think with a lot of people, NHL, NBA, NFL.
2: I- I'm talking en- about just like England, the, the cases. No, no, yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah. I- I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about, um, the the cases and the pauses in general feel like no I
1: mean it makes sense I think I feel like it it went through a whole like kind of month and a half of just teams kind of going through it and it really only makes sense um,
2: that that just rip through and then it's over
1: yeah that it ripped through and then it's over for the season I don't see I mean and then you know. Unless another variant comes out here shortly, oh, you know,
2: you know the variants are still there? They're going to come out. I mean, this well, seems...
1: at some point they are going to come out, right? But I'm just saying that. I mean, there seems like there's a decent gap in between them. So yeah, uh, I feel
2: like I just feel like we're. I hope, knock on wood, <laughs> that we're in the clear for the rest of the year. Because I, I, I was a little worried. I was a little worried. If you're you a know.
1: team that hasn't had, if you're a team that hasn't had that shutdown yet, then I'd be worried. But we have, and I feel like most of the teams in the ACC have at this point. And those are all the opponents that we have. So it doesn't really matter.
2: Yep, exactly. So um, anyways, all right, that is going to do it for us. We appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out with us after the win against Clemson. A couple days off, Syracuse gets ready to head to North Carolina to play Duke. Hey, they're never out of it until they're out of it. So, who knows? Maybe they can go shock the world again at Cameron Indoor. We will see. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out of here.
1: Peace.